Hey, Gare. Hi. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to your parents' house. Um, I believe this was a babysitting sort of situation, usually during the summer, and it was kind of a in-between um, your shift getting done in the afternoon oh, yeah. And, yeah. When, and when Ma had to go to work and work the afternoon. Yeah. You're right. And so... Um, so I would go to Norman and Dorothy's, and I always called them Norman and Dorothy. Sometimes Grandma, Grandma Dorothy, and Grandpa Norman. But yeah. as an adult yeah. person, they just kind of became their first names, which I think is maybe strange. But it's neither here mm. nor there. It is what it is. Um, so I would go to Norman and Dorothy's, and I remember that there were always some very special items at their house um, that were they're quite emblematic of of them um, to include a Brahms a wooden small wooden Brahms bust oh you know like Brahms yeah. lullaby and yeah, it was yeah. a music box and you you could you could wind it up on the bottom and it would it would do it would play a song where, and where was it it in was the house? in the dining room I believe no, maybe it was in the living room, but it was on a shelf, and I have it still. And it was near. They had a brass, um, a brass. Um, oh boy! Oh my gosh! Brass light. Nope. The um, the thing that keep, the sands of time. Oh, an hourglass. Wow, that was sad. There was a. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't remember that well now, mm. do you? I have them both. I have the bronze okay, yeah. and I have the hourglass. And if memory serves, it was in the living room or in the dining room on the shelf. On, on a shelf. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I have both of those items. Um, and I also have, and this is very nostalgic for me, their quote unquote God house <laughs> that would go up and it would, it, it, but there was no actual structure. Well, you may burn for that or at least no, answer I, for it. I know. There was no actual structure that went along with it, but it was the nativity scene. Yeah. And yeah. they would set, Dorothy would set it up. She had this um, sort of rust gold colored velvet cloth. Oh, yes. I oh, remember it well. yes. And it would get set up underneath the TV. Yep. Um, yep. There was a TV stand and it had the shelf down below and you put the, ooh, put the velvet cloth down yes. and then set up all the figures, the wise men, the shepherds. There was even yeah, a tiny yeah. sheep, you oh. know, the Jesus <laughs> in the manger, all of yep. those things and get them all set up there. And it was like. I'm sure it was set up very, very ceremonial type and, and, and with exactly the same way every year because I did set up some of that stuff and my mother would direct me in later years that, no, no, it goes over here. Yes. Referring to uh, one of the three wise men. You know, right, that. right, right. Okay, Mom. She just it, enjoyed having those things exactly the same again. It is as though our nostalgia is um, genetic. But I, I inherited <laughs> the the nativity scene, and so I now ceremoniously yeah. set it up every year, not on a TV stand. You're probably but on, not doing it right. I'm probably time. not. I'm probably not. I wish you I would have paid a, a little bit closer attention. No, no, I don't. I right. don't. Nope, nope, nope. But it's interesting, isn't it? These things, these objects yeah. that we hang on to. But first... Yeah. You are getting bridged with oh. uh, with uh, Gary and Kelly, and I'm Kelly Halston Erickson, and I am Jerry Halston, Kelly's dad. Yes, and today we're getting a little philosophical about the things oh. we hang on to, and yes. why we do that. So, are there th is there something that you have 
um, that is particularly um, calls forth the nostalgia for you. Like even if you, even if you just like, I don't need this thing, but you just you can't get rid of it. Oh, there, there's all it. kinds of things, huh? all kinds of things. Kel, tell about anything else for just a second. This is unrehearsed. We just sit down and talk, okay? But as she's going to tell you, I'll, I'll be back in a second. Okay. So here's here's the story. Uh, there is another object that my father still owns, and it he should because it is in fact his teddy bear and oh, this teddy bear tell, yes the you're te- telling about teddy i'm telling about teddy so the oh, teddy got ruined oh stop it so my father has this teddy bear and this teddy bear is um very well loved oh gosh you call you all can't see this because of course this is just audio but he has just pulled out a container that's got stuff in it so i'm thinking we're going to see some first hand objects but this teddy bear um was uh, i think at one point it was white it is now kind of a strange gray color uh <laughs> with black ears and a black spot over its eyes and black arms and it was dressed in a uh brown overalls and and um, he pulled, Gear pulled this out and showed it to me. Oh gosh, I was probably eight. Me, oh, me, no, probably even younger. Six, maybe. I'm back. Yes, hello. And friends, I lost one of its eyes. One of its eyes fell out. And I was so upset about, about <laughs> Teddy, one of Teddy's eyes popping off. And I just, I was beside myself. I was, I was terrified that he was going to be so mad and so disappointed. And that terror turns out to be justified because listen, you know, you just heard more about 40 years later, I'm still getting my chops busted about it. Uh, Never mind the fact that I was just a tiny, small girl and he should not have, he should have known better than to trust me with such an object. There is that. But Teddy still exists. Oh, yes. And he has, he has quote unquote new eyes which were put on probably in you know 1984 or 5 or something like that so they are now yeah. new old eyes um yeah my my teddy bear does exist he does sit on a bookshelf on the very top shelf in the bedroom I sleep in uh the brown pants that he wears uh, were made out of uniform tasty bread uniform repair material that my mother had and she would repair my dad's uniforms and I asked her to make some pants for Teddy, so she did. Mm-hmm. So they've probably been on him for 65 years. Yes. But yeah, I still have one-eyed Teddy. He's got two eyes, people. I don't, I don't think he does. Yes, he does. She was so does. guilty, she even bought me another bear to take his place. That's Listen, I was a very conscientious child. This she was terrible she for was. me, and he does have two eyes, 100% guarantee, and I will include... Do I, I have to go get Teddy? I'm going to take a picture and include it in the show notes <laughs> so everybody can see that te- Teddy exists with two uh, eyes. I'll sign off. So things that we keep, and I had just uh, been up in the attic, and I found this uh, this box of a couple of items, and it's a horsehair shaving brush that you would use in a shaving mug, okay, to lather up and get the soap. This was part of my grandfather's haircutting equipment, mm. this brush, and these small hand clippers. Can they, Do they even work anymore? <laughs> Look, All right. nobody wants that on their face. Well, we were little kids. So it was a small clipper. Uh-huh. The, the clipper parts probably an inch, probably could use a little whale oil. Oh, well, inch or two, inch and a half, two Grandpa inches. Grandpa would yeah. cut our hair with these, and they're not very sharp. 
But uh, he would cut our hair up the sides, you know, do the white sidewall trick. Uh-huh. And when he got to as far as he wanted to cut, if there's anything that didn't cut, he'd just give it a yank and uh, pull out some hair. Yep. And he cut all of us grandkids' hair. Uh-huh. My mother remembers having her hair cut with these things. Oh, no. And then the shaving brush, he would use this to brush to br- brush the hairs off your neck. Yeah, and this is a it, this is a little b- brown handled wooden handled brush and the and yeah. the bris but the bristles are a good 5 inches long. Oh yeah. Long. Nice, it's a nice horse hair, yeah. probably an antique, no doubt it is. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I have saved these and actually I have these so that they will do no more harm. <laughs> you know what? There is a certain amount of um I should like to think safety. I'm I'm saving future generations yeah. from from that. Those look terrible. So, yeah, you certainly are saving. And in the same box, I have uh, the wristwatch that my dad wore when I was a kid. He got it as a prize for uh, selling uh, Grenin cakes. Like what Mick, cakes? Mickey, like Twinkies. Twinkies. Like that kind of cake. He got a, he got and, a, pri- and a watch prize for selling yeah, cakes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is the watch he wore on his wrist uh, for all... For my youth, it was about 1960, he got an Acura uh, electric watch. Uh-huh. But that's uh-huh. his watch. Yeah, it's it's gold. It does not have an extremely large face. No. Nope. Gold hands, gold face. And he couldn't hardly see the hands against the face, so he, he just dabbed on a little bit of black paint on the end that? of both of them. Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. Because well, why would you not open up the watch Well, it's and a do perfectly that? good watch. Perfectly good watch. But sure. yes, the gold hands with the gold face is awkward. And the little... Oh, that Norman. Some kind of <laughs> so, a heck of a guy. Yeah. So do I know about saving things? Yeah, I do. And it's a coincidence that uh, you brought... We're going to bring this up as a topic because I just had these things uh, out here. And I was looking at them. I've gotten to a point, though, too, that there were things that were my dad's, things that were my mom's, my grandparents, that if you don't know whose they are, you, Kelly, or your brother, or your mother, it's just for me then, isn't it, that they're being saved? And I have to uh, decide for myself, is it that important for me to save this? Yeah. And... In this case, yeah. You know, is it important to save my dad's uh, uh, cap that he wore in his senior years? No, really it's not. Not Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. He's been gone for a long time. Uh, Your brother just posted that he and uh, his now wife have been together for 23 years as a couple. And, oh my gosh, my dad never even knew who she was. Right. But here I am, hanging on to his stuff. Yeah. And... It's it's a tangible link to my past. It makes me feel good when I look at it uh, to know that this this watch, uh, wherever Dad was, other than, other than sleeping or in the bath, uh, this watch was with him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, this yeah. is a link to him. Yeah, and a lot of stuff is that way. Um, there's a little uh, uh, wall hanging spice cabinet that was in the dining room. Six drawers. Yep, I know exactly. And it had fake grapes in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fake it, grapes. It's out here on a shelf. Okay. All right. Um, Where did that come from? Grandpa Lilliquist. My grandfather made that for each of his kids for Christmas presents. Oh. When he retired, he wanted he got into woodworking. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, he would uh, he would do all these little wood crafts. Aunt Helen was very uh, crafty with her rosemall paintings, and she was a, a good artist overall as far as painting and uh, uh, wood carving, and uh, yeah, she was very supportive of him and that stuff. But yeah, I I hang on to the stuff and I hang on to my own stuff. Uh, we've got Park Point rummage sales coming up here, and you know, uh, put it in a rummage sale nobody cares about that stuff as much as me. Right. And I told my folks uh, when they were moving from their house, I was in North Carolina at the time, but when they were moving out of the house where they had been for, oh, geez, 25, 40 years maybe, uh, yeah, about 40 years, that, you know, whatever you have in the house, and if you can go to Walmart and get another one, Put it in a rummage sale. Get rid of it. Yeah. You know, if you don't use it each and every day and you take that money and you put it in a jar and when you think, oh, I shouldn't have gotten rid of the, well, just take some money out of that jar and buy another one. Right. You'll never empty the jar. Right. Right. You know, and you'll always have just what you need. Uh, it's a good theory. I'd like to practice it myself. Um, I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. I think I've gotten better. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, crap that I have gone through and uh, you may look at some of these areas and say it's still a mess yeah but there's very little in storage at this point yeah that I've I've sifted through you know round one uh, so I'm working at it you know uh, there were things when my uh, mother died that uh, even now I've hung on to just because I feel I need to hang on to them but yeah for this sale no a lot of this stuff is just going to go yeah. I have no room for it. I have no real need for it. Um, you know, I have her, her dressing table that was in the bedroom with this neat mirror that went over it. I have no need for that. In fact, it's up in storage with the car. Right, right, <laughs> right. Know, where it has been for a couple of years now. Those things can go away. There, there needs to be a little uh, cleaning, uh, house cleaning and mind cleaning, I think. Yeah. Of just moving right along here, you know. Well, both of your parents, obviously, are are, are dead. And um, I, I'm curious about that drive to want to um, to hang on to things like, well, like even like jackets or like the sort of stuff of life um, that's hard to get or like this furniture or like, yeah. you know, what what. Yeah. makes a person want to want to hang on to that kind of stuff is it is it just that tangible link is it what it is it is um i don't know why a person feels they need to have you know i i saved a couple of jackets that my mother wore there's one sweatshirt thing that she made that was kind of a crazy quilted thing mm -hmm. that she you know what i'm talking I do. about even. Yep, sure. yep, yep. i don't have to show it to you in fact i don't think i have it okay that she made it she was very proud of it and it went everywhere and it was a a real grandma jacket yep <laughs> you know yep. maybe one of the kids will want it no nope. i don't I, no, <laughs> i'm thinking not my i don't want to offend you but no yeah but yeah i had it for a while and mm -hmm. then it's I think if I went out and looked at the uh, clothes rack here in the garage, all of the parents' stuff is gone now. Yeah, yeah. That I'm okay with it. I gave um, 
uh, grandkids, uh, my kids and, and grandkids, uh, all the opportunity. Uh, this is what I have. If you want it, you can have it. If not, it's just going to go away. And there were some takers on some things who had their own, like the like the Brahms thing and the and the. Mm-hmm. the I don't. Glass. I yeah. don't even know where they were in the house. Yep. But right. they were special to you, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a plaster shadow box that had little trinkets in it that hung on my grandparents' wall. Speaking of things to get rid of, it's. I think it was in your room in the other house. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, that can go away now too. Maybe one of the cousins want it because, after all, in family pictures, that thing's in the background, hanging there, with, sure, <laughs> with all the swell stuff in it, sure. And it, may, it just gives you a warm, a good feeling about the people, and it's just a little reminder of where you came from. And um, for me, I was really lucky because these were were good people that I really liked, and I like to see things that remind me of them, that it makes makes me feel good to think about them and just have that little prompt here and there in yeah. this life. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, I think that I think that makes sense, and I think also your idea about, you know, this stuff doesn't mean, this doesn't mean anything to anybody else. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe there's some antique stuff that would, you know, kind of have that, that old, old, might, old timey. qualify as an antique that right. uh, a collector or a serious uh, uh, collector type person might want it. Yeah. Uh, certainly not for the reasons I want it. I mean, uh, my mother's ice cream scoop. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad bought that at a Duluth home show that was at the Duluth Armory. Oh, my. Okay. It has a magical liquid in it. I have no idea what it is, but it's a a cast aluminum uh, handle that there's a liquid. You rattle it, and you can hear something splashing around in there. I mean, it's probably the elixir of life. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not going to get at it, though. Well, no. You need to ruin it. Right. And it's, it's really, we use it all the time. It's really quite durable useful mm-hmm. and it's the heat of your hand heats the liquid and heats where you've just scooped up the ice cream and you hold it for a second or two and the ice cream will fall off the end right crazy i've never seen another one of them uh-huh. <laughs> you know and maybe i'm spilling a multi-million dollar idea here to someone uh, God only knows if the stuff starts leaking out, we're all dead within 24 hours. But I mean, or eternal <laughs> life. Or, eternal or, life. Or, yeah, like the scoop itself, we shall have eternal <laughs> life eternal, yea, verily. <laughs> who knew? Even religion found it on last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, it's true, though. Like, and now that I know that story, like, I want the ice cream scoop when yeah, it's see? time. Like, I hand it over, <laughs> yeah. right? But the, but the but that's another reason why I think we hang on to things is that, you know, we have this we have this attachment that other people don't have. And I've had this experience. Uh, you know, I'm an avid thrift store shopper. And I've had the experience. You learned well. Kelly. Yes. I've had the experience of going into a thrift store and seeing things um, that are that are things that used to like hang in our house like for example there's a there's a picture oh gosh and it's like from the 70s and it's a picture of a like a little boy I think and he's just and it's their faces and he's kind of leaning over and he's whispering to this little girl and this little girl is like looking out and it's all in like browns 
and like it's just brown like and i am not doing a great job of describing it but it's a very specific was picture at, our house? at your house you're not describing it real well at all you I don't know, know what you're i mean talking that about. thing hung that thing hung on the walls forever like i don't think it made it down to Park Point, but I mean, it was in Esco. Really? In, yes, the entirety. See, Isn't it was, the kids with the big eyes? Yes, it? the kids with the big eyes. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That picture. Should have seen an ophthalmologist. Not so long ago, I saw mm. that picture in a Goodwill, and I got like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a mass marketed, obviously, sort of a thing. But, you know, like I got nostalgic, but I also was a little creeped out because I was like, somebody else else owned this oh yeah unless yeah. it's the one but i don't think it's the maybe one. there only was one i don't think so um there so- was a home interiors parties they were like tupperware parties mm-hmm. and i believe that was a home interiors item well it sure did stand the test of time it didn't make it like i said it didn't make it down here but um yeah. it was it was didn't around make for the a cut, long time eh? no you know you gotta oh, you gotta well. be careful so you downsize, know, I, downsize. Yeah, downsize. I think there's, I think there's some, um, there's some rich fodder for conversation, um, in terms of objects and what they, what they mean, um, and what we hang on to. And I wonder, I wonder what other things people have around them. Yeah, I don't know if we're terribly unusual with this because we both are essentially the same. Uh, there are some people that just don't care for that junk. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and others who are way too into it. Yes. That just can't escape any of it. Can't let go. Yeah. 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 But I, th- I I wonder about that, about the stuff that's around us that is just kind of becomes a part of our landscape. Um, sure. And if we if we sure. think about those things or, or, you know, actively. Well, Christmas is another one. Yes. That, uh, you know, very special time of year. And with it came... Christmas decorations, you know, I always talk about my Christmas sock that uh, my grandmother knit for my mother, for me, while she was, while my mother was pregnant, and the name went on at very last uh, when they finally knew if it was a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so the sock is uh, 72 years old. That's right. And it uh, hung on the mantle this year as well, and each of the, the spouses and the kids have gotten a grandma sock mm-hmm. and yep. when grandma was gone uh, the the recipe for making the sock has gone to others who have been nice enough to make one of those socks for everybody a real tradition that's you right know? yep now mine is the real thing and the rest of you have cheap imitations but well we can't all have been you know alive and in your family at the same time you we know. just are doing our best and the, and there are things that uh, like I have in this same box of stuff, a Christmas ornament, which is a fish. Yes. Predominantly goldish, silvery looking. Yeah. Hanging by where its tail should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this was the first decoration my mom and dad got for their Christmas tree when they got married in 1940. So it's an interesting choice for your first decoration for a Christmas tree when you're when you're first married in 1940. It's a fish. It's a fish. Like, well, times not, had been yeah, tough, and decorations were you know a ball. No, sure. a fish. A Love fish. it. Yeah, and that fish has hung on their tree forever, and and here it is. Yep. Uh, Mary laughed at it when she first saw it. That you have a, you got a mackerel hanging from your tree. <laughs> 
She's always referred to it as the mackerel. The mackerel. We're going to put up the mackerel this year? Oh, yes. Strike up the band. Let's go. (laughs) Absolutely. A few speeches and uh, off we go with the mackerel. Got some lead paint on there, you know. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. It's good for you, too. All right. So, nostalgia, it's, it's, uh, it's all around us. Well, yeah, yeah. I I wonder if there are nostalgic things these days. If I were to die tomorrow, Kel, yeah, what of mine would you want? A tangible thing that would remind you of me? Teddy bear. Ah, very uh-huh. good. Bringing it back around. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to think about that some more. But I think that's that's true, friends. Like, what what would you want? What objects most represent Are, you? Yeah, represent you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have my father's watch in that same box right there. Is my grandfather, his father's watch. It's the only watch he ever had. He got it when he was around 16 or 17 years old. It was made specially for him by a friend who was a jeweler who put two made one watch out of two. Mm. So it's a unique, it's a piece of crap watch. Yeah. Is the basically the... Uh, uh, appraisal my dad got of it at one time by a professional, mm-hmm. but uh, special to us. So any picture you see of Grandpa Amel, and you'll see a watch fob hanging out of his vest pocket, that's the that's watch it. that's in his pocket. Love it. That's I it. Know, what oh, can boy. I say? I don't know. The bridge is coming down, though. Well, so. I do have to tell you that the Getting Bridged podcast is researched and written by Kelly Halston Erickson, remembered and recorded by Jerry Halston at the compound on Park Point and produced by Jerry Halston and Kelly Halston Erickson. So we have no one to blame but ourselves. Sources are compiled at rss.com slash podcasts slash getting bridged. And you can connect with us on Instagram at getting bridged or by emailing getting bridged at gmail.com. Special thanks, of course, to Mary and Dan, you know who you are, and the many people in our lives for whom Reminiscing is a varsity sports. Bye for now.